This is the Mark Larson State Farm Insurance Coaches Show. Live at the Goat Sports Bar on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Here's Jerry Shamal. Welcome, folks. Welcome to the Coaches Show, UNC Coaches Show, here live from the Goat Sports Bar in Greeley. It's brought to you by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance. Mark is in the house, as he normally is on these Coaches Shows. We normally do on Tuesdays, sometimes on Wednesdays, when we uh, have a game on Tuesday, but no games tonight. So we got the coach, Steve Smiley. He sits in. Riley Abercrombie, one of his players, is going to sit in after Steve, and then Kristen Matteo, the women's coach, will join us a little bit later on. Yep. Steve Smiley with me. Steve, I, I do the road games remotely, so I wasn't there a Saturday in sure. Flagstaff. Tell me about that game. I was able to watch it, obviously. But yeah. Tell me what your, what your thoughts are now. You know, it, it was just it was it was kind of bizarre, uh, just in the sense of you know going into the game. We had, you know, won two of our last three games. Obviously, we, we've dug, a, you know, a massive hole starting 0-5 in the league. But, you know, we started, um, uh, got two of the two of the uh, last three games were wins and, and felt felt good about that. Um, with that being said, um, you know, you, you go into that NAU game, we had a whole week of preparation. I thought the biggest thing was how do we – especially this time of year, we're almost on 90 practices, right? Yeah. How do we not overdo the preparation and just wear our guys out in practice? A lot of it right now is, is trying to conserve. So we had a good week of practice. You know, we broke the week up, had, a, had Wednesday off. Um, I thought our guys were really dialed in. I, th- I thought our, our focus was really good. I, I thought, you know, guys were in a confident, positive space. No travel issues. Got down to Flagstaff the night before. Felt good about that. And then the ball tipped off, and it was we were just bad, mm. and, and and you know really what what we did on the back end. You know, we watched um, we watched the um, first ten minutes of the game. When at the end of that ten minutes, I think the score was, I think we were up eighteen to seventeen. But watching it with the guys and saying, "Look, this this," and some of it was just you know missing free throws. Mm-hmm. One for six. We started off one for six, which is not normal for us. We missed two wide open layups. We we missed some wide open threes. Um, and then defensively, a few just brutal breakdowns. Mm. So now instead of being up 18-17, if we're just a little bit, you know, a little bit more dialed in, a little bit tighter with our game, I felt like we were outplaying them by like 10 points. Mm. And then they start making shots. We go really cold. Boom. And now we're in a big hole. And so, you know, we really got to figure that out. I mean, in six of our nine games in the first half, we have created big holes to, to dig out of. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and that's the thing, like, you know, on the team that, team that's going to be more consistent and win more games, you can't dig those holes. Mm. What, in your mind, Steve, almost philosophically now, is a key when you go on the road? Mm. And, and I asked this, I think I said this to you before, but Michael Jordan told us one time, he said the key to, uh, on the road is to set the tone defensively. That's what he always thought and he yep. did on the road. What about you? When you go on the road, any different mindset? You know, it's, it's funny. It's a, it, it's a great question because, you know, we've uh, been here seven years and our road record has been better than our home record. Has it really? Not wow. even close. Wow. And, and that's it's just kind of a kind of an in, in, you know an interesting thing. But we've always been a lot better on the road um, with a lot of these guys that have been back for several years. So I don't think we have a you know a fear of being on the road. Um, I think our guys kind of relish it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's why again it was just so bizarre um, getting that big hole. But I do think when you go on the road, you know I think you um, what's good about it is. It's a little bit more controlled environment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're all in the hotel together. We control the eating. We know what they're putting in their bodies. Uh, we even take their telephones the night before. And, um, and so they can sleep so they're not just sitting up staring at their phones. 
So you, I feel like the road is easier than home because at home we're all scattered. Um, and you can you know, tell the guys you know, a million things, but when you can control the situation, I think it's better. So I just um, we, we've always been a good road team, but you know, right now we're, we're, we're just struggling and, um, and, and trying to figure it out. But going back to your guy, you know, the GOAT, MJ, um, I think that it, it is not just defense, but the ability to make winning plays. Mm. And we've really started to turn the corner in that area until NAU. In that first half, what we consider a winning play, we made one winning play, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's just not going to get it done. I know you've got to give some credit to the other team. And For that's, sure. That's a better team than it's record oh, indicated, I was, right, Steve? I was terrified about it. Um, you know, we showed our guys. Because, you know, uh, going into the game, their record was 1-7. Yeah. However, um, we showed them the last – one minute of their game against Eastern Washington, who's now 10-0. and Eastern Washington's ranked third in the mid-major top 25. And their last game against NAU, a minute to go, Jalen Cohn, who's one of the best players in the league, has a 1-1 and t- to take the lead, misses the front end, which he never does. Uh, Eastern Washington goes down. NAU gets another stop. They come down. Jalen Cohn has the ball. Has a very, very makeable, for him I'd say pretty easy, 10-foot floater goes in and out. And they lose at the buzzer. Wow. But that's how close they are at 1-7 and seven to a team that's now, you know, 10-0. and 0, And we're all that way. And so it's just, you know, it's, it's such a fine line with your records and this and that. But I knew going into the game, going back to your question, Jerry, that this is a good team. Yeah. Jalen Cohn had 45 points against Southern Utah earlier this year. He's a dynamic scorer. They're more than him. Tout's a good player. Fuller. Um, they're old. They're veterans. So we knew it would be a tough game. Uh, in a game like that, can you take something from it, Steve? Are there some positives when you look at the film especially? Okay, we did a couple things right, or this guy had a good game. Well, I think the guy that's coming up after us, or after me, Riley, you know, I mean, we, we had Riley out for, you know, uh, what, three weeks, and, and that's really been a, a big deal for our team. And we found a way to kind of, you know, get through it. But, you know, in, in, in the first half, Riley played nine minutes. Uh, in the second half, and I didn't know how it was going to go with his ankle. He's had a couple practices, but who knows. The second half, he played 16 minutes. So, and we didn't start him, but we, in the second half, we got him in early. And I don't think we ever took him out. And the second half, as a team, we had 50 points. We had 23 at halftime. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, for us, um, and everybody has their, their strengths and weaknesses, but in terms of connecting dots offensively, Riley's a really smart player. He's obviously a really good shooter, but he's more than that. He knows how to play. And so he relieves pressure off guys like Dalton, Matt Dalen, because you, you better guard Riley. If you don't, he's going to make three points. Yeah. And so not having him, has been, it's been an issue for us. But having him back, I do think that's a bright spot for us um, as, as we move forward. All right, pretty healthy right now then with yeah. Riley back. I mean, you guys have no injuries right now. No injuries. Had a good practice today. Feel good about it. Jamel Melvin, okay physically? Yep. Is he? Okay. Yep. You know, he, he got in at the end of the first half. Um, and, and, you know, it's tough because it's like, you know, right now he's kind of situational, you know, to be honest about it. You know, Brock has – Right now, Brock has earned that starting spot. Brock's going to get the lion's share of those minutes, whether it's Theo or Jamel backing him up. And with our league this year, the, the difficulty right now for Jamel, he's totally healthy, but most of these teams, they're so big and physical. I mean, these dudes are big. And so I think there's a lot of times where Theo, with his physicality, can really help out. Carson Tout, he's a you know, 6'8", 240-pound, just a big just boy. a massive dude and there's a physicality part of it however we did feel like when when NAU moved Nick Maines to the five Jamel could go in there Mm. and he could be a switch one five he did a good job last year in in this NAU series he did play in the first half I felt like he he struggled a little bit in his in his time a couple mistakes couple errors had had an illegal screen on offense a couple mistakes on defense but 
Um, he's still trying to get back into form, and he's but he, but to go to your question, he's fully healthy. Yeah. All right, coming up now, Montana, Montana yep. State on the road. That's always a really tough swing, isn't it, Steve? You know it is, and and um, you know even going back to last year, we we go to Montana last year and we just handled them. Yeah. You know, it was a great crowd, great environment. A lot of the guys that that are in the same locker room right now, no fear of it. Going back to how to get ready for the road, same deal. Um, they're a good team. You know, we lost them at the buzzer at our place here. Um, when you go back through and you watch it, you wish you had the chance to play the game again, but you do have the chance to play the game again. That's what, that's what we got Thursday night. So, no, they're a good team. If you don't, if you're not physical, if you're not ready to go, they're, they're gonna they're gonna try to fight you and punch you in the mouth. Um, but I think for us and, and and where we're at, I feel really good about going into it. And I think a few a few little wrinkles going into the game should be really good. So. You've got, uh, you don't see this very often, you've got a player in Montana that leads a team in rebounding, scoring, and assists. And that guy, that guy was tough against you guys early Josh on. Bannon. Josh Bannon, yeah. That, that's a player, isn't it? He's a really good player. And, and here's the problem, and, and this is, and to me, why we lost that first game. He's going to be what he is. He's a good player. You know, it's, it's like they say with any great player, you're not going to just shut him down. Yeah. But they got three guys on their team that can really shoot. And they can't all shoot, but they got three guys that can really shoot with uh, Lonel Martin. Uh, Moody, obviously, who's their second leading scorer, and then, and then Josh Vasquez off the bench. And we've always been very good at, at not giving up threes to what we would consider to be snipers. Mm-hmm. In that game, those guys were 7 for 11. We lost to the buzzer. And so that that's us, and that's what we were telling the guys today. Like that one little game within the game lost us the game that we were not able to guard their snipers. Because Josh Bannon, you're not going to hold him to two points. The ball's in his hands the entire game. But when the, when the secondary pieces are hitting threes, then it's a real problem. So I, I think we'll be a lot more dialed in this time. I feel good about it, but it's the big picture of the plan. Bannon's a really good player. Yeah. Rebound, assist, score. Uh, now he's playing some point guard a little bit, you know, which you'll still put a bigger guy like a, you know, a Riley, a Brock. Those guys will guard him. But he's coming up, and now he's, he's the guy coming off of ball screens. So we worked on that today a little bit because it, it, it puts you at kind of a – Kind of a weird disadvantage. So I feel good about it, but he's, he's, he's one of the best players in the league. I'm guessing that Montana's saying the same thing about one of your guys, Dalton Connect. And, yeah. Steve, I keep waiting for him to have a bad game. He just doesn't yeah. have one. He's been really consistent for you, not only great, but consistent. You know, he, he's been awesome. And the thing about Dalton, too, is that, um, you know, as we go into our truth-telling Monday film sessions, he still has a long ways to go on that defensive end, and he knows that. Mm. Um, but for everything he's doing great offensively, we need him to continue to close the gap on that other end. That's going to help us get better. Now he's rebounding at a really high rate. He's doing a great job with that. But whether we're switching one through four or whether he's just matched up on a good player, he, that, that's one of the areas he's got to grow. But going back to your, your, your statement, like he's been awesome. I mean, he's leading the league by and scoring by four, four points, five points, yeah. something like that. Um, he's doing a, a ton of not just scoring, but he's scoring at a very efficient rate too. He's not taking 40 shots a game. But, um, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's been fun to watch, and, and I still think even on both ends of the floor, there's still more that he can do. So feel good about it. But just like, just like all these guys, you know, him, right, you know, Riley that's here, Matt Dalen, and, and on and on, nobody's happy with where we're at right now. So we all feel like we all, like I told the guys, that we got to look ourselves in the mirror starting with me, and we got to find a way to keep moving forward and getting better because we are not going to win the regular season title. That is not going to happen. Yeah. However, it doesn't matter. We've got to find a way to play our best basketball in March. But to do that, you can't wait till March. We've got to start winning now 
to move up the rankings to get the best seating we can get to give ourselves a chance. And right. So that's the goal. One more question for yep. you. I'll let you go here, Steve. I know you got to get to uh, fraternity. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Right? Okay. Got to go talk to the uh, Greek life, yep. Yeah, uh, Monday night that's is, what it's it, is, <laughs> yeah. a ni- is a 9 o'clock yep. game, home game yep. for you guys, and we're trying to pack the place. So talk, talk about Monday. Well, that's why I'm going to go talk to the, uh, t- to the Greeks. Um, we've got uh, – you know, we did a student-faculty game last night. Monday night is a unique game. Why is it at 9 p.m.? It's on national TV. And so ESPN, uh, ESPNU, they picked up one Big Sky game this year, and it's our game against Weaver State on Monday. But they tell you when, when you're going to play. You don't tell them, they tell you. So it's a 9 p.m. tip, which is kind of cool because it will be one of the last games in the country. So the national audience, we're going to get a lot of coverage on that, but we need to find a way to really get a good crowd. And, I, and I'll give our, our community and our students credit. We've had some really good crowds in what's been a, a tough start to the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought our last two games at home, uh, Eastern Washington and Idaho, I thought we had great student sections. And so, and that's the goal is to keep getting those students there and then our community as well. Obviously, a lot of people are, are, are rolling into bed at 9 p.m., um, so hopefully they can push that, that, that bedtime back a couple of hours. But it's a big game against a good team, and it's another opportunity for us to start moving up, uh, up, the, uh, up the ladder. I said go to the Goat Sports Bar, yeah. have a couple beers, and go to the game. That's what it is. And maybe that's come what it back here Not me, because i got a coach, but, yeah, that's what it should be for the fans. So, <laughs> All right, Steve, I'll let you go. Go okay. talk to the Greeks. That's what we're doing. All right, good Thanks, luck Sheriff. on Thursday. Okay. All right, Steve All right. Smiley, the head coach for the uh, UNC Bears. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we're going to catch up with the aforementioned Riley Abercrombie, back from his injury now, playing very well. Great addition for the Bears from Australia. So we'll uh, catch a little accent with Riley Abercrombie as well. We'll take a break. This is the UNC Coaches Show, brought to you by Mark Larson. State Farm Insurance on KFKA. Welcome back, everybody. Jerry Schimmel with you here at the Goat Sports Bar in Greeley with the UNC Coaches Show, brought to you by Mark Larson, State Farm Insurance. The man himself, Mark Larson, is in the house. Right now talking to Kristen Matteo, the women's coach, who's going to come on in a little bit. We're going to talk now with Riley Abercrombie from the UNC men's team. Riley Abercrombie, everybody. There we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, you have missed some time with that ankle. Feeling o- you came back the last game. Feeling okay with the ankle now? Yeah, pretty, pretty much back to normal now. Uh, I was still a little bit shaky towards the end of last week, but playing on the weekend, once the game gets going, your adrenaline's pumping, and you kind of just forget about it. So I, I've been pretty good now for the most part. You're, you're from Australia. I could never tell. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm trying my best to keep the accent. I've been uh, in America for some, for some time now, so I'm losing it. It's been a long You've actually played high school basketball here, right? In, yeah, sorry. In Texas? Okay. Came, came over to play high school basketball when I was about 15. So right. about seven, eight years now I've been here. Is it is it an effort, everyday effort, to, to keep your accent? Uh, I think the the key for me is calling my, my friends yeah. and my family back home yeah, and, and talking to other people with Australian accents, yeah, and I think yeah. that kind of brings it back. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself talking like an American? Yeah, I, I definitely you? definitely say words and change things just unconsciously to, to kind of fit in and be like everybody else, you know? Yeah. All right. When, when people hear that accent, don't know you're from Australia, what's the common reaction? Um, you're not from here, are you? No, you're not, not from here. Well, I get a lot of British and other places, too. Oh, Australia is not usually the first guess. Oh, really? Uh-huh. All right. I'm not sure why. Wow, okay. Does that surprise you? Yeah, kind of. I guess you don't hear a lot of Australian accents if you're yeah. in Greeley, Colorado, so <laughs> it, it wouldn't uh, not be the craziest thing. I got you. All right. I'm going to go back. I'll talk to you about your team, UNC, here in a moment, Riley, but I want to go back to um, – your high school days, and you come to America, come to, I think, Houston, Texas to play uh, high school basketball. What went into that decision? How did that all happen? So I uh, loved basketball as a kid growing up, and I really wanted to play at the highest level. And to do that, I 
the highest level at a young age is being in America. Mm. Where versus my team in Australia, you're probably practicing two, three nights a week. Whereas high school basketball in America, you're every single day you're in the gym practicing, playing a ton more games. You have AAU basketball as well. And then my parents were kind of in a position with their work where they wanted to have an adventure. They wanted to do something new. Mm. So they got an opportunity to come and work over in Houston, Texas, and it was a great uh, basketball city for me to be in as well. And it kind of just was a perfect storm for us. How does that process work? Do you, like, contact high schools, or is there, like, a clearinghouse, or how does this work? How does a kid from Australia play high school ball here? So uh, uh, I kind of just emailed the – I would look up best schools. I think the the two major cities that we're looking at were Charlotte and Houston. So I just looked up best basketball schools in Houston (laughs) – Found found one that went to the state championship last year. Sent him an email. Hey, these are my highlights. Can I come play for you guys? And we we came over and kind of had like a little visit thing uh, where they were like looking at places in Houston for the business, place to live. Uh, I went and played like open gym at the high school. Nice. So uh, it, it was kind of a cool little recruiting experience kind of coming over for high school. Were you this tall in high school? I think when I came over, I was probably about six, 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 seven. Oh, yeah. So okay. I've added two or three more inches since nice. then. All right, all right. Uh, so a legi- legitimate six nine round, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All right. All Correct. right. Um, what was the, the toughest adjustment playing in the states, uh, starting with high school? Toughest adjustment playing in the states. Very different style of play and everything. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. I feel like Australia is a lot more slowed down, run a set every time, mm. things like that, where in America they have a lot of really good athletes. Mm. So there's a lot of running and gunning and guys jumping over people and finishing at the rim. And uh, you just don't see a lot of that in Australia. So the adjustment to the level of athleticism over here was a big one for me. Mm. The, the high school basketball scene in Houston is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, Houston has really good high school basketball. They always have 20, 30 guys go D1 every year. So. Wow, wow. So you end up at Boise State. Mm-hmm. How'd, that, how'd that happen? What was that, that decision like for you? So getting recruited out of high school, they were one of my very first offers, mm-hmm. and I, I really liked them a lot. Talked to them throughout like, the whole recruiting process, ended up taking a visit on there. Uh, then my last visit, and uh, I really liked it, committed there. And uh, I liked the coaching staff and the, the people there a lot, and that's why I went there out of high school. It's a great city, too, isn't it? Boise's, yeah. Boise's great. I got nothing negative to say about Boise. Yeah, I was a big fan. Yeah. So then you go back home. You go to Rice. What went into the decision to transfer to Rice? Um, so a lot of things were kind of going on at that point. Uh, so I, I redshirted my first year at Boise, and then very first game of my next year broke my hand. Oh, in, you did? In wow. the first game. So I ended up missing about half the season and then couldn't really get into the rotation after sitting down and not playing for two months during the season. So that was pretty rough. They brought in some big transfers, which made it really difficult for me to play next year. And it was kind of right at the start of, like, COVID was going on, and that was a bit crazy. So the idea of being home in Houston where my family is was really appealing to me, and it it kind of worked out pretty well. Good experience at Rice for you to play basketball there? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I enjoyed being in Houston. I enjoyed playing basketball at Rice, and uh, it was a great city and a great place to be. For somebody who's listening, maybe hasn't seen you play a whole lot, how would you describe yourself? You're six foot nine, obviously. Yep. Uh, You can shoot. Yeah, definitely uh, I would say shooting would be my, my main skill set, my main priority. That's what I'm looking for and what I'm hunting mm-hmm. on the court. Uh, I do that first, and then I'm trying to rebound. I'm trying to play good defense, and I'm trying to uh, use my shooting to help other aspects of my offensive game and take guys off the dribble and use my size over small defenders and post-ups and things like that and kind of help every way I can to help us win games. All right, from Rice to Northern Colorado, decision to, to come here to Greeley. Um. So that was uh, entering their transfer portal, which is a crazy thing in itself. There was probably 2,000 names in there when I was in there the last time. So I talked to probably 40 schools in the the times I was in there. And 
you talk to a school for the day and they say they love you and you never hear from them again wow. and they'd call you back in a week and say hey we love you come out this weekend and you wouldn't hear from them and it was just nuts in there and then uh northern colorado called me and they said hey we really like you and i said i, I like this school a lot i thought they were, did really well last year in the big sky and i wanted to come to a program where i was going to have an opportunity to win a lot of games they ended up bringing me out on a visit and i, I liked it a lot and committed uh, how about Greeley? After you got used to the smell, everything okay? <laughs> After I got used to the smell, I'm a big fan of Colorado. This is my first time spending some time here. I kind of like the snow, even though it's been freezing outside. <laughs> but uh, I've enjoyed uh, being by the mountains. I've gone up into Esses Park and spent some time in Fort Collins and Denver and surrounding cities, and I've liked it a lot here. Got your degree, right? Undergrad degree? Yep. What's I'm, that in? So I got a sport management degree oh, okay. at Rice. Yeah, nice. that was my All first right. one. And you're taking classes here. What are your classes at graduate school now? Uh, so my original plan was to do my MBA here, uh-huh. but they have all these weird rules where I'm technically still an international student, uh-huh. and the business uh, master's is only offered online, and they don't let international students do online programs, which is pretty rough. Hmm. Uh, I didn't know the reason behind that. but hmm. I, So I'm adding another major in economics right now instead of doing a master's program. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. One more question for me before I ask you about your team, about the Bears. Uh, best player ever, basketball player from Australia. Best ever basketball player from Australia. Oh, there's some good ones. I'm a big Joe Ingles fan. I like him yeah, a lot. Yeah, but, good call. Uh, good call. Della Vadova, I was a huge fan when he was winning a title with the Cavs. He, he could be up there for the conversation. Paddy Mills, when Pat, he when Paddy he puts Mills. on an Australian jersey, yeah. he's a different kind of player. He's, Is he? He's, he's awesome. When he plays in the Olympics or something, he's he's unbelievable. So maybe I'll go Paddy Mills right now. Paddy Mills, good call. Yeah. 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 I, I, I did NBA games for 20 years, so I saw okay. those guys, saw those guys play and. Very good calls on all, on all those. All right, Bears this year. I know you. one of the things you just said was they wanted to come to program win a lot of games. That's mm-hmm. been a little disappointing. You guys haven't won the games you have. But I still think, and, and I get your thoughts on it, that this team is talented enough to, to really finish strong. Feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. Like I was saying, that was one of the reasons I came here, looking at the roster and the returning pieces and the talent that the guys have here. I think all that's still here. We haven't been able to put it quite perfectly together and win a ton of games yet, but... We still have all those pieces, and I think if we can find a way to make that click, then we're going to be a team that other teams don't want to see by the time the tournament comes in March. In your mind, what's missing? Steve just said a little bit ago, he said, we're just not consistent. We get we dig ourselves holes. What, what's missing in your mind? Yeah, I think consistency is a big issue right now. I think the mentality of it. I think if we can win a few games in a row, we can build some confidence, we can feel together as a team, the vibes will be up. I think that will really help us out. I think we just have to see it click and see it work. Like we did when we won four or five in a row in the non-conference and we won that big game at Colorado State. Right then, we were clicking and playing well. I think if we can just get back to that headspace, we can do some damage in the big sky. All right, coming up, you got Montana, Montana State on the road Thursday and then uh, Saturday. Uh, that's a tough swing. That's a, bu- a tough big sky swing, tough mm-hmm. places to play. But uh, Steve was telling me in his tenure here, he's had a better road record than a home record. <laughs> he, he kind of relishes going on the road. Do you, uh-huh. do, you do the same thing? Uh, I heard that too, and that was pretty shocking to me. But yeah. I, I guess it makes sense. I, I feel... I feel pretty comfortable on the road. We're in there in the hotel getting the food and everything's pretty taken care of. We're, we're treated pretty well on the road. So I, I can see how we're doing well on the road. And I'm definitely looking forward to the opportunity to play at Montana and Montana State. 
for me personally, I, I love playing in a, a crazy opposing crowd yeah. that's yelling at you and saying crazy things, yeah. and I think that gets me fired up and in the mood to play well. So There's, there's some good atmospheres coming up here Thursday and Saturday. I think you'll, you'll enjoy that. I'm really looking forward uh, to it. Here's the most important question. Uh, what did you order off the – could you get a free dinner for coming out and being with us? What did you order off the menu here at the GOAT? I went the traditional burger tonight. Traditional so, uh, burger. You you'll can't... have to uh, come back to me later to get the review. <laughs> okay, all right, sounds good. Riley, thanks for taking the time, my friend. It's good to see you. Perfect. Thank you all for having right. me. How about Riley Abercrombie, everybody? Yeah. Yeah, from the UNC Bears. The senior grad student from Australia having a terrific season, healthy again now, and back going to help this team win some games down the stretch heading that Big Sky tournament. This is the Mark Larson State Farm Insurance Coaches Show, live from the GOAT Sports Bar, back in a moment with the women's coach, Krista Mateo, back in a moment on KFKA. We are broadcasting live from the Goat Sports Bar here in Greeley on this Tuesday night with the UNC Coaches Show, brought to you by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance. Yeah, Kristen Matteo is the women's coach joining me now. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the volume up, really? So we still having trouble hearing it? Can't hear it at all? Can't? How about now? Okay, all right. We've got to get the crowd to hear inside. All right, this is only my, you know, 30-second coaches show. I can figure out these knobs by now. All right, Krista Matillo is here with me, and a uh, tough game on Saturday. You guys played UN, uh, you played uh, Northern Arizona at home, got beaten overtime, and you were telling me before we came on, you had your chances. It was just a great game, and you lost. We did. We had the final shot wow. to put it away before overtime. I thought we got a great look at the rim. Avery Kleinhans, um, one of our freshmen from Texas, had that opportunity and, and, and couldn't get it couldn't put it down and then we went into overtime and, and ultimately couldn't get across the finish line but I, I thought a great game for us uh, that's a team northern Arizona that you know they lead the league in scoring and um, they were at the other end on the defensive end and, and we really just controlled the game most of it for what we wanted to do and uh, again just in overtime didn't get enough points on the board to walk away with what we wanted but really proud of just our effort and and, and staying focused as you can imagine I go back to the youth. They're just yeah. in so many new situations together. So what we talk about as a team is just if we can just clean up little things, you know, little things that we can control, uh, then we walk away with that win. So 10 freshmen, you're saying you guys are young? <laughs> 10 freshmen. I don't know if there's any basketball team in the country that has 10 freshmen on their roster. You can only have, what, 16, right? 15. 15. 15. So 10 of the 15 are freshmen on this team. It, th that's obviously a great challenge for, especially in a, in a tight game like that, Kristen, but the experience they're having in these tight games is invaluable, isn't it, these young players? The more experience you get in adversity, you know, the, the better you're going to ultimately be. And every game we just learn more and more about ourselves. Mm. But with the youth, you know, everybody has their opportunity to show their youthfulness. Um, and their youth power is what we say. So we have a lot of the youth that are stepping up and, and making big buckets for us. Um, and, and they're going against, you know, if we look at a northern Arizona, they have their entire roster back, wow. entire but one player. Wow. Um, and so their whole starting five is back. And, you know, we have a brand-new starting five. So um, a, a lot of um, different challenges that could be. But, but I thought, again, we held our ground. We, we kept it a little bit low scoring. Of course, I would like to score more, but – for what they wanted to do, we really controlled them uh, defensively. And, um, and yeah, just didn't get the win. <laughs> I'm curious, personally, personally curious, when you watch a film of that game, 
do you watch it and, and just say, oh, man, we had our chance that we should have won, or, or are you just breaking it down? Are you breaking down X's and O's? I do or both. both. I watch it a couple times, and you, the first time is always there's the emotion behind it. Yeah. You know, and I normally watch it as soon as I can when I get home just because I try to – it helps me diffuse it. Mm-hmm. But then I'll watch it with better clarity probably the next day uh, with more strategy and, and taking more notes and, and, and how to make sure – because there's a tactical side to the game, and you separate the emotion, and, and, and you figure out how to, you know, help the players make adjustments and or continue to do what was maybe good. How about uh, the film review at home on Saturday night then after that game? Were there some swear words, or what would what, that look like? <laughs> no. just <laughs> okay. it, it hurts a little. It hurts yeah, in the heart. <laughs> I hear you. Um, I, I mean, it hurts because – you know, mostly because you see these young ladies in the locker room, they want that win. Yeah. You know, you want them to have that success. And it, it's been eye-opening for some of our younger ones in conference play. I mean, we've gotten punched a couple times. So to take Northern Arizona is third, third in our league and to have that opportunity at home, you never want to walk away, you know, empty-handed. And, and we felt like we did. Um, but I was just talking to one of our older girls, Delaney Byrne, who was yeah. on the radio show last week, yeah. you know, and, and we were just talking about growth. And, and you can see things as, you know, winning and losing or step forward, step backwards, or you can see it as growth. Mm-hmm. And we are growing right now as a team, and we're being challenged. And, and our hope is this second half you can start seeing some of our players blossom and, and relax a little bit and be more comfortable. I didn't get a chance to talk to you after that show last week when Delaney was on, but um, I was really impressed. And I've talked to, I think, three different people who heard the interview all saying the same thing. Wow, what an impressive young lady. She is, isn't she? Absolutely. She's a leader of our team. Um, she, she puts a lot on herself mm. uh, to do well uh, every single day. Uh, but that's how she is, you know, even off the court, too. So she's getting her master's degree right now, and, and, and she's 4.0 mm. in the classroom, and she just doesn't cut corners. Um, and, and honestly, her family, too, just great family. Um, she has a younger sister, too, that plays basketball, and, uh, and, and I think just raised well, raised to do things the right way. And, 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 and that's part of even with her, you know, because she's such a great person, it's hard for her to put her foot down sometimes yeah. and, and be direct with her teammates. So just letting her know that, you know, she's earned that opportunity to lead and, and be vocal. Um, but, but she takes things on. And, and, and she does a great job. She just shows up every day for us. And when 10 freshman, you have to have that kind mm-hmm. of player, don't you? As it was one of your, your older players. Um, she was a bright spot for you guys. Had a, well, I was thinking about this today. She had a double-double on Saturday, but she has a double-double about every night, doesn't she? Yeah, she, the last four games, average-wise, she's averaged a double-double wow. for us. So she's, uh, the great thing with her is she's just a, a, a defensive mismatch for most players. Yeah. Or for most teams, you know, she can post up, so now you can have a true post player guard her. But then once you put that true post player on her, how's that post going to chase her through screening action because she can shoot the three mm. and vice versa? Put more of a guard-like player on her, well, then she's going to post him up. So she actually probably is, you know, brings the most versatility to our team in, in what she can do. But the best part is the mind that she has, and mm. she has a great basketball mind. Hey, back to your team in a second. You made me think about something, a double-double. Have you ever – in your college coaching career or playing career, ever seen somebody have a triple-double, either on your team or against you? I have not. No, really? not against me either. Close? Um, Anybody close. ever come close? We had close. We had a point guard one time. Did you? It was assist, rebounds, and, of course, points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. How close? Um, I think she was like two assists off. Is that right? From wow. It, so. Wow, that's impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You don't see it very often in college, either the men or the women. No, and those yeah. players are fun to coach because they're just impacting the game 
all throughout the game, whether there's points changing or not. How often do you see, and Steve was talking about this with uh, Josh Bannon, who plays for Montana, who we're going to play on Thursday, uh, leads the team in scoring, rebounding, and assists, and it's not even close. How, how often do you see that? I mean, you see it at the women's game, too, do, do I think. Um, it, it's just those players, they play the game differently. They, they like to be physical. They like to put points on the board. Um, they're playmakers, too. So you have some players that are just scorers. Then you have the playmakers that can also score. And not only am I getting points, but I'm also making you look good mm. as well. And those are tough players to find. And then there's the rebounding, you know, or the other things that start adding up steals or whatever other stats you want to add to it. But they play the game the whole game, gotcha. all sides of the game, both sides of the ball. And those players are fun. Um, they're, all, they're fun to play with, fun teammates yeah. too. Yeah. All right, back to your – and I don't want to harp on this game because it was a tough loss for you. But um, I, I looked the stats today on your game Saturday. You lose in overtime and you go for the game three for 18 on threes. You make one more, Kristen. You got that win, right? And that's not normal for us. Yeah, you're so a good that's not normal. shooting team, right. We had some open looks and, and we just did not knock them down. But, but we had some – great opportunities yeah. um, that, that we did not make. So, yeah, we, we look at some of that. We, lo- we missed a few free throws, too. I mean, always when you lose by a possession, you know, you can go back and, and pick apart the whole entire film and find that one possession in any part of the game, right, that you would love to have back. So. All right, we're going to take a break. This is the Mark Larson State Farm Insurance radio show, coach's show for UNC at the Goat Sports Bar here in Greeley. Got a good crowd on hand here. We'll take a break. Back with more with Kristen Matteo, the women's coach at UNC, in a moment on KFKA. Thank you for the Mark Larson State Farm Insurance radio show, coach's show here at the Goats is the Goat Sports Bar in Greeley, Colorado. Kristen Matteo, the women's coach, joining me now for this final segment. Her team, a tough loss on Saturday against Northern Arizona here. Nice to be home, though, right? I mean, you get two weeks in a row at home. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We're heading into a five-game in ten-day stretch Are you really? Right I think yep. the men are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is that, uh, is that something you're concerned about, looking forward to? What, how's that look? Both. Everything. I mean, it's just going to be a lot for our players uh, mentally and physically, but we in the Northern Arizona, there's two teams in the conference that have to endure the five games in 10 days. Mm -hmm. And just the way the schedule worked out, it happened to be us. So we we have two two at home, and then we go three on the road next week. Coaches sometimes say, I love to practice more than I I, I like to play. How about you? You you love practice like some coaches? (laughs) I love practice because it's like a classroom. Yeah. Now, once the players start playing, they just want to play. They don't yeah. want to keep practicing. Right. So, I mean, today was a big prep day for us. Tuesdays are our prep days. You know, we're prepping kind of for both teams, and then we play Thursday, Saturday. Um, and then, obviously, tomorrow's the day before a game, so the main focus is just becomes Montana um, and, and getting ready for that. So, I mean, I value practice time, but we're a little bit younger, so we need all the reps we can get, whereas if you have a more veteran team – you know, you can maybe manage a little bit differently. You're one of those coaches that looks at the schedule beginning of the year and projects things. You guys are, you play 20 games, right? You're 10 and 10. Would you take 10 and 10 at the beginning of the season? Or would that be disappointing to you or somewhere in the middle? I'll take 20 and 0. <laughs> <laughs> that way. Um, yes and no. You always, you always look at things. If you're a visionary and, and you're trying to predict and see down the road and you know the tougher games, you know the games that you should win, and then there's the 50-50 yeah. that you know you need to play well and, and get. So that's kind of my mentality. Um, but as we talked about with the team the other day, you know, no matter what the scoreboard says, 
you know, after that game, we still prep the same way. And we, we, we go to bed, we get up the next day, and we still just keep the focus on how we prepare and, and get ready. So none of the environmental side, whatever we see, is not going to dictate, you know, how we show up every day. I know that when high school kids go to college and, and play basketball, any sport really, it's a different ball game, and you're playing way more games you ever did in high school. you got all those young freshmen. Um, are they adjusting physically and mentally, you think, like you hope they would? It's the speed and the pace of the game yeah. that, that's the biggest challenge. But as we get into February, most high schools are ending. Yeah. I mean, they're starting to slow down. They have one or two games left, and then it's playoffs. So th- what? once you get in season, the biggest piece is how long the season. Right. In basketball, we are the only um, college sport that goes over two semesters. So it's not only <laughs> a long season. We are the longest um, in, in what we do, whereas volleyball, football, they're just, you know, in that fall semester. We have fall and, and, and spring, and then we're, we are the only women's program right now in Division One that can practice in the summer. Wow. So you can have them for a long time. It can yeah, be long. Yeah, you can have them for Gotta a long time. Got to have some fun while you're doing it. Uh, yeah. I, I, Steve Smiley said he had, he's going on 80 practices. I'm guessing you guys have had that yeah, many too. Yeah, I put the number at do the you? top, and, yeah, it's, it's right at 80-something right now. And wow. Yeah, you just keep track. Wow. And you know this time of the year you're about a third of the way. You know, you have about a third of the season left. Right. All right. Montana, Montana State at home. Talk about first Thursday's game. Montana, I know you, you owe those guys who's got beat at mm-hmm. both of their places. How about Thursday's game? Montana, when we played Montana, we actually started off really well. We jumped out to 11-0 start. Mm-hmm. They started with – they had to, we got them to call the first timeouts and, and, and you know, it, it was a little bit of an up-and-down game, and, and they shot – they shot so well. Mm. They any anything they shot was was going in. So defensively, I think we're going to be a little bit better. That's an area we've actually improved on. You know, the last several games is being more aggressive defensively. But so they're playing well. That they just came off of two wins. They were struggling a little bit too, but they beat Sac, Sac State and they beat Portland State the other day. They've made some changes to their lineup. But they have they actually are starting um, a freshman right now too. Mm. So um, they're veteran. They're, they have Carmen G. Feller, who is one of the top four players in our league and, and you know at one point some people would say preseason player player of the year and then montana state you know saturday um they're at the top of our league right now so you talk about another team like northern arizona that returns their entire roster that's montana state um, and they have a lot of depth and, and and a lot of you know if we're young they're at at the other spectrum with how veteran that they are mm. I know that going to the Big Sky Tournament, you want to be playing your best basketball mm-hmm. going into March, and you feel like that with your team that has a chance to happen. It's been a little up and down this season, but do you still have that opportunity in your mind? Absolutely. Every team that I catch, I feel like, you know, for the most part, the, the way we prep and prepare that we say we're built to last, yeah. and, and we get to those moments, and we feel really good about going, you know, into postseason play. So I, I think it is. I, I think we've learned a lot from the first half. And I think our girls are eager to get back on the court and and prove themselves the second half of conference play. Um, Now they've seen everything, especially all my new ones. They know what it looks like, uh, the physicality side of it and and officiating and just what everything is, a lot of dynamics um, into playing a game. So I I think we're going to get to the end of this month and, and, and feel really good about, you know, what it looks like stepping into March, at least for me. I'm optimistic. Did the 20 games go really fast? Because it's tomorrow's February 1st. The first half of conference play went really fast. Did to it? Me. Yeah. Uh, non-conference, it just felt you're always kind of working up to that yeah. first ten games, um, but the first half of conference has really blown by. Well, I, I could I feel that way, and I don't, I don't even <laughs> watch all the games. Um, 
Uh, I had this question for you. I was reading an article the other day that the NCAA is thinking about making the women's game the same as the men, two halves rather than four quarters. What do you think about that? Well, we used to be two halves, right. and we changed it to four quarters. Right. They're thinking about going back is what I read. No way. Don't, uh-uh. don't think so? I like the four quarters. One, it, it, inter, it aligns with, you know, professional, WNBA, right. NBA, international basketball. So it, 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 that the two halves. The other thing with the four quarters, you get to be more strategic. So at right. the end of every quarter, there's always a situation that could happen. So, and I love the ability to advance the basketball. It just puts so much more pressure on you. Like if you're getting that final stop on defense or, you know, it, it's fun. Even if you study the NBA, there's so many different things that they can do. Sideline out of bounds just because they can advance the ball. WNBA too. So there's a lot more strategy involved if you can, if you like the four quarters. And there's also talk, the same article that I read, of switching back to the men, the men going from two halves to four quarters. You have to send me this article. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know where I saw it. Because that's taking a step backwards, yeah. I think. Yeah, do you Going really? the wrong direction. Really? Okay. Yeah. Even yeah. high school plays four quarters. So if international, high school, professional, so why what, would we at the college level not align with? So why don't the men do it in college? <laughs> do you want me to answer? <laughs> sure. I don't know. I think there's just there's so much money tied up with March Madness on the men's side. That they're, they don't, they don't want to yeah. change anything. But yeah. I know a lot of men's coaches that love the two halves. Um, I still can't quite figure out why. Like, they haven't really given me a definitive, <laughs> like, this is what. But I didn't know if I'd love the four quarters, and I love it. Mm. There's just, again, there's so much more strategy yeah. involved. Yeah. And if you like the strategy side of things, then, then you, you know. And then we have international kids on our team, and we bring them over, and it just everything aligns with, yep. with what we're doing. Yep. I, I hear you. All right. I asked Riley, Riley Abercrombie, best player that ever came from Australia. He listed three or four guys, and he, he was right on. Those are really good players. How about the, the best player you ever played with or coached? We may not know this person, but is there, is there somebody <laughs> that you can think about that, oh, I had, I had this player that was fantastic, superstar. Do you have any of those along the way? I, I mean, maybe not that went on to, like, play professionally or, or do some of that. I mean, we, we actually had a couple of international players that went back home to play in the WNBL, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we've had some great players. Obviously, at West Texas, there was NCAA Division Two, but we won a lot of championships with some yeah. of the young ladies that we had. So, um, I, I don't know if I could pick just one. Now, I did have one. Her name was Lexi Hightower, who was an All-American for us for almost the entire time of that we got to coach her and then when we left she ended up playing a year at texas tech so she went from d2 to power five and started for them um and and you know very one of the few kids that you know that they're shooting you talk about 50 40 90 like they're they're shooting 50 percent. she actually shot she was like a 50 50 and then 90 percent from the free throw line and then she did that at the power five level too so i knew we weren't missing anything because you know she shot it well so uh, i i don't know it you know, you have to have good players to win championships. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And uh, we've had enough good ones over the years to, to win a few of those. She a guard? What's, what's yeah, she she's play? a guard. Was she? Mm-hmm. She's wow. a guard. You keep in contact with, with the, some of the Not players? enough. Yeah. Not enough. I, I yeah. do. I'll get texts sometimes. And there's actually a couple that are living that were in Texas with and then are living in Colorado now. So sometimes they're uh. coming to our games. But I have a former player that will be at a game on Saturday that I coached all four years really? when I coached at Fort Lewis College. And she was an All-American for us. Now she's a head coach at, at Douglas County High School. Oh, nice. Uh, and, and she's running her own program. And it's just it's cool. It's cool to see 
see her, you know, so excited for what I'm doing, and I can't be even can't even tell you how excited I am wow. of her for what she's doing. That's you know? great. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Well, those relationships, that's kind of what it's all about. Um, I know it's a little isolated, but Durango, Colorado was one of my favorite places. You? I loved it. Did you? I loved it. You just have to know. you got to study Durango a little bit. If you're going and looking for chain restaurants, and yeah. you're not going to find that. Yeah. Um, but they, they have a lot of great places to eat. It, the water, the, you know, the river that runs through, yeah. the mountains. I mean, you're right there in the mountains. Um, I, I loved it. It, it, it. I loved I loved my time there. Wolf Creek Pass. Mm-hmm. I bet you went over that a few times. Too many. Huh? Too, too many. many. <laughs> In a 15-passenger van. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's not real safe sometimes, is it? No. All right. Um, your game's coming up. Uh, what time? Uh, on Thursday 6 o'clock Saturday. Thursday, okay. 2 p.m. Saturday. Okay. I thought you had an afternoon game. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. And, and, and Saturday is, I'm going to say this wrong, but National Women's and Sports Day. Oh. And so we're going to have a little clinic at noon, 12 p.m. Oh, nice. Um, I believe it's in our rec center. So it starts at noon and any sport you could think of. But I know basketball will be over there, wrestling, um, dance. Uh, I'm going to miss maybe soccer. Uh, and it's a clinic for any young lady that wants to come. Oh. It's five, five-year-old to 12-year-olds. Oh, nice. It's free, and then they can come, hop over to our game after that. Oh, that is cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So 12 noon on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for throwing out there, Kristen. Hey, good luck on Thursday, and I'm sure we'll talk to you next week sometime. Good luck Thursday and Saturday. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate it. All right. It. Kristen Mateo, the women's coach for UNC. Uh, got an interesting team. They are 3-6 and six in conference play, 10-10 and 10 overall, and playing with 10 freshmen. I still can't get over that. And many of them are key players on this team. They're just getting better and better all the time. I want to thank Mark Larson. Mark's in the house here. Mark Larson, State Farm Insurance, is our title sponsor of UNC Coaches Show here at the Goat Sports Bar in Greeley. We'll talk to you next week, folks. Thanks for tuning in on KFKA.